welcome to The Sinner and the Saint. I'm Melissa Bell. And I'm Allison Kane. So today I gave myself the best gift. Oh, give it to me. What? I spent like probably five minutes, and I think I'm going to do this every day for the next week, and then it'll be great, right? Five minutes. First thing in the morning, unsubscribing to all the crap emails that end up in my main email box. I do that every day. You do? Uh-huh. You are holding a gift back from me. <laughs> I cannot stand it. Just unsubscribe. Um, so, and it makes it really easy on iPhone. I know you, that's not, but unsubscribe, there's like a little button at the top. Yeah. And you just click unsubscribe. And then other times, if they're real tricky, then I go into my main email and I mark it as junk and it will block any emails from that sender with that domain. I mean, seriously, I just because I like looked at your website doesn't mean I want an email from you. Right. In fact, if you send me three in the morning, like that just happened this morning. It's the cookies. I will cut you <laughs> <laughs> out of my life. It is very nice to wake up and only have 10 emails in your inbox and they're all legit. Yeah. Instead of, you know, 35 and half of them, you just press delete. I will let you know next week because I'm not there yet. But, oh my gosh. It takes a little time, too. Okay. Because once you unsubscribe, it sometimes takes them a few weeks. Oh. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yes. I don't know if I buy that, but what else? Uh, I don't think it does. (laughs) So, a couple weeks ago, I did a retreat. And you'll be shocked to know that I spoke on fear Oh, I know. I've really missed it. I'm glad we're going to talk about it today. Yeah. So I was like, this is kind of like the fear factor, I think. Mm-hmm. And the really crazy part was I'm normally pretty anxious leading up to a session. Right. And I was eerily calm. And then I was nervous that I wasn't nervous. Have you ever been there? <laughs> <laughs> I would like to point out that you were very prayerful as you approached this topic and what you felt the Lord wanted you to say. Because we had, whether you remember or not, we had multiple conversations about it and you were very intentional and disciplined about connecting with God, asking him to reveal to you what he thought you should share. And that might be it. You were leaning on him and you knew in your heart that message was from him. I mean, I do that every time. But this was like so bizarre. It was amazing. Oh, I love that. And if that. I never get it back, I'm glad I got to experience it. <laughs> I was like, maybe I'm dead inside. Maybe my soul's dead. Hey, guys, everyone look at me. Is everything okay? <laughs> do you see through me or do you see me? Right. Are you seeing dead people? Anyway, so I think I figured out that it's like the movie that you watch 100 times mm-hmm. and you could recite every line. Uh, yes. Fear has been so ingrained in my body all of my life that I can recite every line. Wow. That is a really good analogy. I yeah. really like that. I've never heard anybody express it that way. That was a first for me, too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for me, it's not a movie. It's Bon Quiqui. Oh, gosh. Throw back to the Bon Quiqui episode. Yes. Give us a little Bon Quiqui. Uh Oh, gosh. Uh-oh. I mean... Which one's my favorite? Oh, no, you can have a Coke. We can do it your way, but don't get crazy. (laughs) Rue? Yeah. I just had to stream a few together. Um, Yes. I mean, those just come out of my mouth because I watched it so many times. It's just almost a part of my 
reflexes. And so I, that is such a good visual for me. But that's so much better than fear being your natural reflex. But anyway, <laughs> and the funny thing is, as I, you know, prepared for this upcoming weekend, and you know, honestly, I normally am just the speaker. And so then you have a lot less to focus on. But like we were putting the retreat on. And so mm-hmm. I had everything to focus on. And so I wasn't even, um, I probably didn't even spend as many hours in the paper with it than I would have. But God was so good because he revealed some crazy stories to me and how fear has been present all of my life. Wow. So I remember when I, so when I was a little baby, I don't remember this time, but I was attacked by a dog. I was small enough to be in a playpen in my front yard. Oh my gosh. I I didn't have any mauling unless that's why I'm short. I don't know. Maybe the bottom <laughs> of my limbs were chopped off. <laughs> But as a seven and eight year old, I remember always being scared of dogs to the point that if I heard a dog bark two blocks away, my nose would instantly start bleeding. Oh my gosh. So you had a physical reaction yes. to that, to the, the fear created that. But I don't remember the attack at all. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Very. Yeah. How are you now with dogs? I'm, I'm not fearful of them. I just say I don't like them, but mm-hmm. I wonder if somewhere my I don't like them is blocking my fear, like protecting me from admitting my fear. Gotcha. And then I remember my mother, I always wanted to be at home. I, I never did sleepovers. I did not like them. And so we had friends that were like two blocks away. And I was like, me and my brother both had friends at that house and we were having a big sleepover. And I'm like, no, 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 mom, I'm going to stay. And she's like, you better stay because I am not coming to get you. And I was like, oh, no, I'm going to stay. So my brother and I, we'd pack all our stuff. We head down there and we watched WWE. Do you remember those days? (laughs) You'd be like jumping on the bed, doing the DDT on people and stuff. (laughs) But then it came time for bed. And I was like, I don't want to stay. I want to go home. And my mom was like, I'm not coming to get you. If you're coming home, you have to run home all the way in the dark. (gasps) I did. Oh my gosh. I went from streetlight to streetlight. I just like got all the stuff I could carry. And I'm like, I'll be back to get the rest tomorrow. And I just stayed at the first house. And then I ran to the streetlight. Oh. And I made it all the way home. Guess who was shocked when I showed up? <laughs> wow. And your brother stayed. My brother stayed. stayed the night. Mm-hmm. And then you, so how old were you? I don't even know. Probably about like nine, ten. Yeah, maybe not even. Wow. So there you go. There's fear in Melissa's eyes. So I'm really an expert on fear, but so is the Bible. Mm, facts. Yeah. Um, the Bible actually talks about fear like a lot of times, depending on which um, translation. But there's two main categories of fear. So there's um, a spirit of fear, mm-hmm. which is like, I'm afraid of the dark. I'm afraid of the dog. I'm afraid of my future. Like, what would your spirits of fear be, do you think? Snakes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so definitely just afraid snakes. of snakes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I mean, I'm sure the list goes on and on. I try not to think about fears like that. Yeah, but don't you think you have some in your life that maybe don't you don't say I'm fearful, but your actions? Yes, actions. I am cautious. I'm, I think I'm probably fearful for other people more than I am myself like my children and Mm -hmm. spouse like when Matt goes 
hunting in Idaho and there's bears or, you know, whatever. Bear spray. Bring bear spray. <laughs> I don't think that works. <laughs> uh, but it makes you feel better. It's like when my dad used to fly combat missions in Vietnam and they gave him, they, get, they wore these canisters of shark repellent that you could release in the water if your plane went down or you had to parachute out. That's terrifying. And you were in the water. But really, it, he's like, yeah, it didn't work. It just made you feel better. <laughs> so, did he ever have to use it? No, he um, he did not ever land in the water, thankfully. He did have to eject at one, one point, though, I think. But he was in the trees, I believe. Yeah. Your dad was so brave. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, like, if part of my attire I have to wear for work is shark repellent, I'm yeah. probably not going. I'm calling in sick. Or the itty-bitty <laughs> tiny compass that was the size of a penny that we still have that they had to carry in case they crashed and they were taken as a prisoner of war. You swallowed the itty-bitty compass. Uh-uh. Uh-huh. And waited for it to exit your body. Yeah. So that when you... um could escape. could escape, you could find your way out and you knew which direction you were going. And let's just hope that you're not like past your 40s because you can't read that compass at that point. Absolutely. Because I'm gosh. sure they don't give you readers. <laughs> That's exactly right. Wow. Yeah. All kinds of little little good things in there. Right. That utility belt. Right. So we have like tons of crazy spirit of fear that just is everywhere and we just think that it's there. Right? Mm-hmm. We're not realizing that that is what the enemy is using to distract us or pull us away from what we're supposed to be doing or, well, scare us. <laughs> um, but the other category of fear in the Bible is the fear of God. Mm. This was confusing to me. I thought God was loving. I thought God was caring. I thought he was my Abba Father. So why am I supposed to be afraid of him? Right. <laughs> you don't generally like parents you want to get you're afraid of. Right. And I think this is where we get a little mixed up. Mm-hmm. Because this type of fear is a reverence for God. It's right. not that that word fear there is actually the reverence or respect or acknowledgement of how amazing God is and all he can do and all that he is. It's almost a fear of for me it's a fear of not being close to him, not being on his side. Mm-hmm. You so it drives me to seek him more in his tenderness and strength and courage. Yeah, but you know, I think that um, people just see the fear of God in the Bible and then they use it to control their children. Yes. Or the pastors use it to control the, their congregation. That's what I was going <laughs> to say. Exactly. They do. That hellfire and damnation aspect that many of us have seen or experienced ourselves personally it just depends on what church or denomination or whatever where you grew up but that they have warped it a little bit and the fear of god (laughs) should keep you from doing that sin was that good yeah that was good (laughs) (laughs) but it's true and again it is it is our flesh and that human twist on god that we that keeps people away from him that confuses the heart and that drives a wedge in people's hearts and minds between creating a relationship with God because he's it makes him unapproachable confusing I don't understand am I supposed to be afraid of him are we friends I don't get it which one is it so then it's like I don't I don't I just give up I give up whatever 
And you know, when I think about that, so I think about the fear of God that people talk about and how you should have that type of fear. I, I think of that two ways. I think your parent, you have a fear of letting your parent down, mm. right? Like you, but really God is putting these primers in place to save us. You know, like it hurts me more than it hurts you kids. Right. That kind of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I have a fear to step out of what my parents told me or what God tells me because I know his best interest as a mind. So if I'm doing the opposite of what he told me to, eh, what's really happening? Mm, exactly. But then I also think only one time, I'm sure there might be more because I'm not a Bible expert if you hadn't noticed, uh, <laughs> that somebody was afraid of Jesus. Mm. nobody else was afraid of Jesus except the one. So it was when Jesus went over and he cast the pigs, I mean the demons out of the man and went into the pigs and all the pigs ran off the cliff. And then the townspeople were like, go away, just go away from us. <laughs> like that's the only time I re remember anything being recorded about someone being afraid of Jesus. And, and were they, was it really Jesus that they were afraid of or was it, really his power or what that the confusion of what they had seen and that he had gone up against these demons you know like was it really him right i mean right so that's the only like fear that i can think of that's recorded associated with jesus mm -hmm. unless it was a demon they were always afraid correct uh-huh isn't that interesting so yeah. i mean if we're living more like jesus people shouldn't be afraid of us a <laughs> But B, we shouldn't be afraid of God because God and Jesus are the same. Right. Right. And I think really getting into, this is why we're, we are always pushing, please, please open the word of God for yourselves. Because even us, I mean, everybody has their opinions. Everybody, if you look at commentators, there are a zillion different commentators that take scripture and, you know, try to figure out what it means or where it's going or what it's teaching. There are a ton of people that have twisted, not even on purpose. Right. Um, I've done that a few times, not on purpose. I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, unintentionally, right. And sometimes with really good intentions, we have taken it and morphed it into something that it shouldn't be. But when we are sitting with the word of God, when we are seeing his character for ourselves, in story after story after story and experiencing that mm -hmm. kind of the way we did last week when I sat through the the story of Jesus's first miracle mm. and sat through that and put myself in that situation then that comes to life his character right the truth of who he is and it really helps all of the facade and the mask that we have thrown on him and the cover that we've put over him and, and the, the cloudy parts, it clears all that away. And not that we don't have questions. I always have questions. But all of the confusion sort of melts away when we are sitting in his presence and asking him directly. I love that you brought up questions there because I think when we stop asking questions, then we've determined that we know everything and we will never know everything on this side of heaven. So then maybe pride has crept in. Mm. Pride, just like we talked about last week, is another thing that really can trip us up. You know, it's interesting. Um, I was recently on a, f a flight and someone saw the book I was reading and they said, so are you a 
a student or a teacher or, you know, what, so what, what's your deal? Just because you were reading a book or the particular book you were reading? Yes, it was Seeking God. Okay. And so he was wondering, you know, are, are you reading that for fun? Are you a teacher? Are you a student? And I was like, I didn't even know how to answer that. I said, I kind of stumbled over my words and I said, that's a really great question. I said, I'm a little bit of both, aren't we all? Good for you. It didn't sound like you stumbled at all. So. Well, <laughs> I mean, I was, how do I answer that? I mean, we are all, um, we are all disciples of Christ for our entire lives. Or we should, you know, we should seek to be disciples of him, following him. But we are also learners and we should always be learning mm. as we follow. And I just thought that was the greatest question to consider. Yes, I'm a student. Always. Yeah, I, I will never be able to stop. I mean, you know, as long as I'm because I will ne- we'll never have it all figured out. Exactly. And am I a teacher? I hope so. Like, I hope I'm teaching those around me about God's love. Everyone is a teacher. Yes. If we are, ex- I mean, in our example with our children, with our spouses, with our co- the people in our community, we should all be both all the time for mm-hmm. our whole lives. Love that. Yes. Yes, I'm all those things. <laughs> well, how did he respond? I know he's like he he looked a little confused, like okay. And I said, well, I said, you know, aren't we all? I kind of explained my answer. I said, I feel like as followers and disciples of Jesus, we're all we're both of those things. But in reality, I do write you know write some Bible studies and have a podcast. I just do a little that. bit, a little bit. <laughs> and he was like, oh really? So anyway, we um we had an amazing conversation he and his wife and I and they were just the dearest couple but it was such a great question to to ponder but when we are continuing the learning and being a student of Jesus so that we can be his disciple then all of these things all of these fears these issues with pride this growth it can, he continues to change our hearts mm. all throughout our lives as we always, we talk about this all the time, but I just feel as if every single week we are proving it through his word. We are proving it through the actions of others that we see. As I walked with a dear friend, she was sharing um, the fact that she was in this situation and she felt uncomfortable and she felt as if it was for this one particular reason. Uh-huh. And I said, I'd like for you just to consider maybe it's not that. It was a very tangible yeah, reason. Yeah. And I said, maybe it's the fact that over the past few years, you have done a lot of seeking and growing and heart change. And you're not the same person mm. going into that situation as you always have been. And maybe that's why you're uncomfortable now. It's such a weird place to be because I do find myself in that particular situation as well. Mm-hmm. Um, ironically, I you know just navigating the world without so much fear is crazy for me. Right. I mean, today once again, strapped up to go for a walk. Don't even know where my taser is, and I never <laughs> so thought in a million years that I would go anywhere without a taser. I know that's crazy, but you know. Look at you growing. Look at me growing. I, I love that's my favorite phrase lately. I have to remind myself that it's that it's something's working in there. Yeah. That there's yeah. change. So 
I I agree. So what are some of the things, did you have any takeaways from this that other than digging into scripture and looking at the truth of who God is and the courage that he gives us and the protection and the strength, like what were some of the other things that you felt were so important that y'all talked about? So um, besides knowing who God is, right, like you just said, and understanding who you are with God, those that's important. I think it's important to check out your friend circle mm-hmm. and make sure they're going in the same direction you are. Mm-hmm. Um, are they making you more fearful? I mean, I would have been a friend that would have been instilling more fear in anybody last week, actually. <laughs> um, just because I think it's okay to listen to that voice, but also go to God with those answers. But most importantly, I think for me, it was about on the boots when you're boots on the ground is what they call it, right? When you're in the middle of a fear moment that is palpable, mm-hmm. you know, your breath is short, you're, or you're anxious. Fight or flight. Fight or flight, anxious, or maybe it's just, I'm afraid of today and I'm not getting out of bed. I'm afraid of what today holds. If you find yourself kind of, as I said, spinning, um, circling the drain, here's a couple things that I do. I wake up in the morning and I try not to get out of bed until I have something to be grateful for. I love that. And sometimes it's changing one word. Like, oh, instead of I don't know how to do X, Y, Z that I have to do today. I don't know how to do that yet. I'm excited to go try that. Or um, today I am thankful that I, there's a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. It, it can be simple. You know, we can't always fake this whole big grandeur. I'm so thankful for my loving family because maybe it doesn't feel loving right now. Right. Find something to be grateful for. I'm thankful for big paper clips when I find them. Love it. There yeah. you go. Instead of the small ones. Yeah. <laughs> Sunshine. Um, getting outside first thing in the morning when the sun is going up and setting your circadian rhythm. It also helps set your metabolism, believe it or not. Um, and you see God mm. out there. You know I 100% agree with that. And you guys, I can't explain it. And we've talked about it recently. But when you have the sun just beaming in on you, you just feel it's like the Holy Spirit and the sun are having a conversation and you just get to be a part of it. Mm. (laughs) And take your shoes off and go barefoot in the grass. Yep. Yes. Uh, Maybe you need to go for a walk just to clear your head when you get your body moving. You know, I'm just thinking of all the ways that the enemy has kept me in a fear state for too long, uh, be creative. Mm. That looks different for everybody. For you, it's a million different things, right? <laughs> it's just because I get bored <laughs> of things. So I'm always trying something new. But interestingly enough, this morning, I was going to sit down and do my traditional, you know, quiet time or whatever, like to And instead, I walked outside. It was just a nice morning. I got out my clippers and I started clipping. I felt like you actually. I feel like we're in role reversal today. You're the one sitting with the notes this morning. I was the one out clipping dead things in my yard. And and I just talked to God like, wow, okay, what are you pruning in me? Mm. What have you been pruning in me? What have you taken away so that, you know, people are starting to see this new life Mm -hmm. in my spirit? And thank Mm -hmm. you for that. All of them wrapped into one. Good job. All wrapped into one. Um, so for my son, I do see when he gets in a rut, if I can get him to the piano, mm-hmm. then it just, he feels better after he's played it, you know, tooled around the piano a little bit. Yes. And so, you know, take note of what calms you and make me a list. So the next time you're fearful, you're like, wait a minute, this is what calms me. Let me go to the list. 
right? Well, yeah, it might be shooting hoops in the backyard. Oh, I thought you were just going to say shooting. I was like, well, that, I don't think we should do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, and just last but not least, pay attention to what it is that is creating the fear. Like, I always pause and go, hold on. What is causing this response? Mm-hmm. And then is there something I can do differently? So sometimes my um, emotions get caught up if I've been triggered by something on social media. Okay, put a timer on social media, right. you know? Or sometimes your FOMO is because you just, you don't have a plan with your life, so you're just scrolling and you're looking at everybody else so allegedly living their best life and you get caught up in that. Absolutely, and I will say, I mean, and we've mentioned this before, but if you notice this fear and it, you're going to see a pattern that mm. the same thing kind of triggers you. If you just keep tearing the flower or the top of that weed off, it's going to keep growing back. So you've got to look deeper as to, like Melissa said, what is the cause of that? Like you got to dig some dirt away. You got to get down to the roots and you got to rip it out from the bottom with God's help. Otherwise, that same fear is going to keep manifesting itself and cropping up in different ways. In different ways. And and if you don't, like you said, pull the roots, it will always mm-hmm. be there. That's right. Yeah. It's not always fun. Like we say that too. But it's always worth it. It always is. <laughs> Fight the fear. Yeah, girl. <laughs> hey, thanks for joining us this week on The Center in the Saint. <laughs>